Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is your guy Larry, and you just tuned into Larry's Biblecast. How are you guys doing today? Hopefully, you're having a wonderful and awesome week. We are now in the month of March. It's a brand new month. We're marching down 2022. Amen. And hopefully, you guys are doing so well. Uh, hopefully, you guys have woke up this morning or or whenever time you listen to this podcast. Listen, speaking of podcasts, you can hear me on all these different places where you can get podcasts now. You can hear me on iHeartRadio. You can hear me on Apple Podcasts. You can also hear me on Spotify as well as Anchor if you choose to, to um uh, listen to me through the Anchor app as well, and also Google Play and Podcast, Pocket Cast, uh, Podbean, and a few others. I've I've been been uh, fortunate to see myself or my podcast on other t- places that you can also support me. And again, speaking of support, if you really enjoy this podcast and you and and you are enjoying what you're hearing, what the Lord is is giving you through this podcast. Man, feel free to share it with somebody. I really love it when you share this podcast with other people and you subscribe as well. So that means that every time a new podcast comes up, whether you listen to it through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or whatever, you'll get that notification that a brand new episode has been in your box, your inbox. Amen. So again, just just want to put that out there. Also, if you choose to, you will if you like to donate or if you like to plant a seed, a financial seed into this um, ministry, I really greatly appreciate it as well. No amount. It's a, there's no set amount, whatever God puts on your heart, heart. And it doesn't matter. I just love doing what I do. I love sharing the gospel with you and and many people that are listening currently to this podcast. So listen, we got so much to pray about. One of the biggest things, of course, you know, in the news that you've heard, um, what is going on in our world today is Ukraine. So Ukraine, the city, the, the country that's over there next to Russia, Russia is invading that country. And listen, um, real quickly, you know, I know that um, I've been seeing a lot of posts on social media, especially people from just, you know, what's amazing is that people that are that are coming out on social media and they're talking about, you know, praying for Ukraine, but also they're talking about prophetically the things that they're talking about the Bible. You're talking about, you know, some of the scripture verses about, you know, wars and rumors of wars, wars. We're kind of kind of quoting from the book of Matthew um, when Jesus talks to his disciples about, you know, the things that are coming. Um, and people like to quote those scriptures and stuff. And listen, <clears throat> here's the thing. And I'm just going to give you my quick, um, quick analysis of it. Yes. You know, Jesus does talk about wars and rumors of wars. He also talks about earthquakes in different places. He also talks about all kind of natural disasters that could be happening in our world, which does happen and is happening. Now, I will first to I will be one of the first ones to tell you, yes, there is a lot going on in our world. But I'm going to tell you what this ought to make us to do. It needs to ought to make us pray more for people that are going through these situations like the people in Ukraine. It doesn't matter, you know, um, the most part is is if it were to happen to us, like our country, you know, we have so much freedom here. You know, we have a lot of freedom here. And and yes, at some point, you know, will we go to war? Is, is, is war in our future? We don't know, you know, but what we do know is that we have to keep our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
What's more, more definite and more secure is your salvation. That means that what makes makes more sense is that to pray and ask the Lord to continue to to encourage you, to encourage you to pray more, to encourage you to 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 see whatever it is that God has put on your heart to do in your life. And so I'm not saying that that we should focus just on those on those things. But this is a call to pray. It's a call to pray, not just for them, but also for for our country. There's so many things that are happening here in our world and in our country. And listen, let's be clear. There's things that maybe it's a war going on in Ukraine, but it's also a war going on in your neighborhood in your in in your in your home you know the, the devil is always busy the devil doesn't like it when you are safe and peaceful and you know what it's time for people to really uh begin to take notice and and to really pray so yes yes those things are to happen the, the scriptures does say that but at the same time remember this these are the beginning of things these are things that that is going to happen and it should tell us that more even more so in these last days or in these these coming last days as we're as we are now in them is that we continue to pray we continue to to press in and and and, and pray for others so i want to encourage you that when you listen to the news and you watch the news or you see things post like i do on social media about all these things don't let it don't let it scare you don't let it make you nervous look it, you know, if you're in the Lord and you're a child of God, there's no reason to be nervous. There's no reason to be scared. There's no reason to have anxiety. I know that a lot of times that we watch too much news or I might watch too much news. And man, you, you know, it kind of gets to you. But at the same time, just remember, keep your, your focus, keep your mind stayed on him. The Bible tells us that. Keep your mind and heart stayed on him, man. So, I want to just kind of encourage encourage someone out there that could be watching the news and reading your Bible. And, and you're like looking at both sides and like, oh, my God, this is really happening. And yes, I think that ultimately at the end, you know, Jesus is coming, coming soon. He's coming back for us. And so I think that in in light of everything that we see happening on our on on the news as well on media, social media and all that. Just remember that Jesus is coming. This will all be a, a thing of the past eventually. So just praise God, man. Just praise God. So listen, I'm getting ready to get into another episode of Favor. This is going to be another awesome episode um, going forward. And in this particular one, um, this is going to be in day four, day four of Favor. And man, a kind of a challenging one, but just remember this. And he talks about loving others. In other words, loving your enemies and praying for those that person who persecute you. Isn't that isn't that um, prevalent today? As we hear what's going on out there in the world and also in our in our country as well, you know, from civil unrest and everything else. This is uh, love those love your enemies and pray for those that that persecute you. That's in Matthew five forty four. So I'm not going to get right into it. I want you to stay tuned for the rest of it. Um, in the meantime, thank you for again for listening. Thank you for coming by and sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Larry's Bibacast. All right, so let's get right into day four 
of favor. And um, this is going to be awesome. Um, as always, uh, those of you that didn't get a chance to listen to day three, definitely you want to check out day three. Um, it's all about it's all about favor, but it's also how do you align yourself in order for in order for God to bless you with with his favor. Um, sometimes favor just doesn't come automatically and just to anyone, but just being aligned with God's will gives you the just the category or the or or, or the prerequisite, I guess, using last week's term uh, or last uh, episode's term about the prerequisite for favor to happen. So we're going to we're going to get into this one today in this devotional of favor. And uh, we're going to start off with the scripture reading and the devotional reading um, about what it says. So again, like I did last time, um, let's have a word of prayer before we begin. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for just blessing us to, first of all, see another day that you have made. Lord, there's so many things that are happening in our world today. The world that we we are living in is full of chaos and full of uncertainty at times and wars and and the the uh, pandemic going on strong and all kind of things that are happening in our in our society even down the street from us or in our neighborhoods or at our schools or places of work lord we ask right now that you just protect each and every one of our listeners wherever they may be and wherever they may be listening to this pro- this podcast from whether they're having a day off or whether at work or on their way or on their way home it doesn't matter but lord i pray that you would just bless each and every one of them protect and guide them give them the the desires of their heart and and and, and give them sustainability whether it be on their jobs uh through any kind of way but lord we ask right now that that in this devotional in this this episode today that you give us something that we can apply the word to our lives so that we can become better people for you better children that will that will that will be more like you lord god father we thank you so much for this word today in advance in jesus name we pray amen so <clears throat> starting off with the scripture this is found in matthew chapter 5 verse 44 It says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Let's read that scripture one more time. Matthew 5, 44. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Well, this is going to be a, (laughs) this is going to be a tight message. Okay. So it says, say what? Too often we operate within the mindset that people get what they deserve and we erect walls that limit the grace and mercy God wants to impart so so that all may know he is Lord and he is good. What we fail to realize is that we love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. We are a kingdom conduit. What we pray for Go. What we pray for um, goes through us. Grant uh, great is our reward. Okay, let's read that one more time. What we pray for goes through us. Great is our reward. God's favor doesn't only rest upon us, 
but it moves through us and generates an impact that can change families and communities for generations when we are obedient. Okay, so who can you pray for today? All right. So I thought that was, that, this is pretty good. This is going to be pretty good. I mean, it's going to be tight. Just kind of forewarning you here, because especially when we're talking about loving our enemies and praying for them. And remember, loving our enemies is not like the way we think it should be from our perspective. This is from God's perspective. And, you know, how many know that when we read God's word, we got to we got to understand it from God's point of view. And we need to, you know, say, okay, God, I know that I can't do this, but Lord, you need to help me through. So what we're going to do in Matthew chapter five is the entire chapter of of Matthew chapter five, which was which will contain uh, Jesus on the the Jesus's Sermon on the Mount, which is a really um, familiar passage for some of you that have been reading your Bibles quite a bit. Um, Jesus starts off on a mountainside. There was a crowd of crowd of people gathering, waiting to hear him speak. And this was his famous sermon. Um, they call it Sermon on the Mount, or some people call it the Beatitudes. But this is a really good passage. We're going to get into it in a little bit. But we want to. What I'm going to do is go to the next passage of scripture, which will be, which will be uh, Luke chapter six, okay, verse thirty-five and thirty-six. So let's start off with that for a minute. It says, first of all, it says, "Love your enemies, do good to them." Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Hmm. Let's say that one more time. Somebody out there has heard this, but I need to repeat this. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the most high of the most high. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Oh, my goodness. You must come. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Let's uh, I'm going to let that marinate for us for a little bit. So we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. All right. So this is a very, uh, very thought provoking and meditating type of verse to where we have to understand this involves our character. Um, a lot of things what Jesus has telling us had to do with the heart issue. It has to do with how are you going to perform this but not in your own ability, but in the ability in which God has given us. Remember, this is the spirit and this is and everything has to do with the inner man. How do we get to a place where we are, um, where we are not feeling as though we have to hate our enemies, but to love our enemies and pray for those that persecute us? How do we get there? How, what other words, practically, what did that what does that do? So we're going to um, we're going to take a quick little break from this and we're going to get right back into it. But I'm um, going to take a quick break for um, the sponsor of our podcast anchor and uh, stay tuned and I'll be right back. 
Hey, so welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and get into uh, the scripture portion of this devotional. And uh, we're going to get right into uh, where it starts off in uh, Matthew chapter five. And uh, this is where he um, Jesus was teaching on the the Sermon on the Mount, Sermon on the Mount, excuse me, and also the uh, Beatitudes or which is better known as the Beatitudes. This is where um, he really begins to talk about, you know, the blessings and things like that, which is basically still like favor. And so um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with. Um, let's start with um, actually verse five. It says, God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth. It says, God blesses those who are hung, who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace and they will be for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And then it says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Verse 12 says, be happy about it. Be very glad for the for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So I love this here. And this is this is like I said, it's 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 very interesting um, as far as how we as Christians are supposed to um how we take persecution, how we take um, um, people who are very cruel to us or or cause evil um, against us. OK, um, let me read this further down, actually, in verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. And what good? But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So this is kind of the, um, the, I want to say the conclusion of his, of, uh, of why, why we as, as believers, um, should be happy about the persecution that we may face or when people do all kind of matter of things like lying and things like that toward us. I mean, yeah, no one likes to be mistreated. No one likes to be mistreated. No one likes to to feel undervalued. No one likes to um, just be told in some way that, you know, they're unworthy or or just being plotted against, you know, whether it be, you know, just something like from a friend or or relative or or a coworker or someone at your job. There has been so many tests that I'm sure some of you out there have have 
have endured. And so God, first of all, let's just say this, God is not unaware of what you're going through. Sometimes you wonder why does he allow um, the circumstance to play out? Why doesn't he intervene? Why doesn't he, he, you know, why doesn't he stop it? But you know, this is, this is where in the, the, in the devotional part where he says that we live in a culture when we live in a culture where, you know, people should get theirs. They should get what's due to them. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that God won't deal with the person that is initiating the, the harm to you. But I think that our, our, our God perspective, our kingdom perspective should be not to act as though as they do toward us, but to do the opposite. In other words, in spite of them showing you how evil they can be, you got to show them how how Christ you can be, how Christ you can be or Christ-like you can be toward them in spite of. Remember, Jesus was our example. Jesus, you know, he had every right to to retaliate against those that were plotting against him, that were that were ultimately being cruel to him as he was walking this earth. And remember, he he hung on the cross, and there was a part on the cross where he says, "You know, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." So this was, you know, this was a, a, a an amazing act of not only being humble, but submissive to God's perfect and sovereign will in his life. And that's the same thing it is with us. Remember, there are things, there are times where we can definitely probably be as mean or evil or retaliate in the same way as a person is treating us. But when you when you don't react in the way that they think, just imagine what kind of message that you might be sending them. They will be convicted by the very thing that they do towards you. In other words, when you don't react and you don't respond in the same way that they do to you, then they go away. And sometimes the conviction um, will, will almost really kind of minister to them stronger than anything that you or I can say to them. So maybe your non-reaction or your non your non-combativeness, you know, and just because they have done something wrong to you, it doesn't always mean that we have to react that way. And so, like I said, the greater the greater um I guess the greater result is that they will begin to think about what they've done. And when you go ahead, go ahead and respond to them with kindness and humbleness and still in spite of the way you, they, you've been treated and you still act according to God, the way God wants. Guess what? Not only are you are you ministering to them in such a way that they'll say, you know what? I was so wrong for what I've done. They may come back and apologize to you. They may come back and say and. and I mean, the greater thing is, is that they will maybe give their life over to the Lord, you know, and I know that there's situations out there where people have just by the mere fact that you didn't respond in a way that they did has got them to the place where 
I want to know that God that they know. I want to know the Christ that they know. In other words, they're just not a person that goes to church or reads their Bible or whatever I see them doing. This is actually helping them in their lives. You know, there are some of you out there that people have known you to be the former self, meaning that the person that you used to be used to be quick to respond in a rash, brash way, cuss them out even. And maybe you don't do that no more. And just imagine the message that you're sending them by not reacting the way you used to react. They 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 kind of scratch their head in in a in a in a somewhat of a way and say, you know, you know, this person really would have cussed me out. This person really would have laid into me, but they didn't. And so think about what that does. Think about what that does to the person that uh, that is doing what they're doing to you, that is plotting evil against you. And and guess what? And this is the next challenge. The one of the things that the Bible is talking about here is that, um, and what I want to read this just to to go back into it. What he says here, he tells you to, um, I want to say, I thought I read somewhere where he says that, um, pray for them. And and the reason why I wanted to, to uh, find that is because it's very important that we need to we need to pray for people that misuse us. We need to pray for them. Matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, it says, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Let me let me just go back into this and let you know that there is power in prayer. Um, I'm going to say that one more time. There is power in prayer. And the, 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 the worst thing that you can do for your enemy is to love them in spite of the way they treat you and pray for them. Because what happens is that gets the attention of God to, to your situation and toward them. Now, again, it may not be because God is going to do it like do it in a way that they do to you. No, God's going to adjust and just the situation to where the overall goal is to bring that person closer to the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Can you imagine your enemy, the person that was trying to do you harm is, is now surrendering their life over to the Lord and apologizing to you? You never know. Let me just say this. It just the Holy Spirit just told me this, but you never know how God is going to use your very enemy. Listen, God has a what you call a, 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 a view of your situation, just like my situation, that that he has a view of that than than we can ever imagine. When we talk about favor, we talk about love, we talk about the favor of God. Do you realize that some of you may be in situations right now where as cruel as a person can be to you, that's the very person that's going to open up doors in your life? That that person may be the person that God is going to bless you through? 
And because you are the man and woman that is enduring the the evilness that they had, and then God turns around and changes their life. I mean, only God can see the other side of the of your situation. And sometimes we just have to trust and believe that God is going to work through whatever it is. We don't understand why we go through what we go through. A lot of times we figure, you know, the first thing is all about us. But remember this. Whenever we go through a circumstance situation, sometimes it's not all about you. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. Sometimes it's not all about you. And you say, well, how can it be? Because they're attacking me. And I get it. And God, and God gets it. He gets it. He understands that, you know, you don't like the, the way it feels. You don't like this person attacking you. But guess what? He says, it's not about you. Maybe, just maybe, he wants that person to be saved. He wants that person to change their life. And the only way that they can do it is by you allowing you to be the person, to be the person that is being used as a catalyst for the abuse that could be happening. Now, I know that doesn't make sense, but the mere fact that this person is attacking you, the mere fact that you're going through what you're going through, it has nothing to do with whether you're doing something wrong. But think about it. When a person is is persecuting you, again, you are the person that God is going to use to bring them closer to Christ. To get to bring them close to Christ, to bring them in a in a proximity to where they will submit and surrender their life to the living God. Amen. Just something to think about. It's a it's a it's a crazy verse when you first thinking about it. Like how and why? But God understands the how and the why. He knows exactly what needs to happen. And it's outside of our scope of understanding sometimes. We can't see what's going to happen in the life of a person like a year from now, two years, not even ourselves. But God does. And you know what? God understands it all. Yes, he'll comfort you. Yes, he'll give you strength in the midst of it. But we're to be that salt and that light. You notice that he gives us two he gives two descriptions of who we are in the world. We are salt. We're the one that brings out the flavor in a world that seems to be the same. That's the same way, not just bland like in food, but everybody that we go around and we see in the world system that we live in, there's constant evil going on. <clears throat> there's constant Things that are going on that are so cruel in our world today. And God wants you to be set apart. He wants you to be different. He wants the different, the, the salt of the earth to be different than the regular world. He wants the, he, listen, he wants the light to shine ever so brightly in a dark world. And yes, this is why, this is why he directs you. This is why favor is cast upon you. Not just 
the material things, but the blessings of the God of God has to do with spiritual. Listen, we may never get that reward that we want here on earth, but uh, but the Lord, according to His Word, tells us you will get that great reward in heaven. Aren't you guys ready for that? So. I just thought I'd share that with you. I think this is an awesome verse and an awesome devotion so far about God's favor, even in the midst of persecution. I'm sure as whatever it is that you're going through, just continue to pray and ask God and tell God how you feel. See, I don't understand what's going on, why this person is treating me this way. You know, I'm trying to be as good as I can as a, as a child of God. And the Lord sees every, sees your effort. It's, in, it's important, though, for us to be children of God, men and women of God. Amen. Listen, I'm going to be right back. I got a little bit more to share. Hey guys, this is your guy Larry. How you guys doing today? Just a little bit of a, a break in, in between episodes or segments. I wanted to, first of all, thank you again for all of you that have been listening and following me on this podcast journey. Yes, it's been a journey from the time that I first started um, recording, uh, which was formerly Black Nerds Biblecast to Larry's Biblecast. And God has really been doing some wonderful and awesome things in my life, in my life of my myself, and also in the life of the podcast as it's been growing. So first of all, I just want to really thank you so much for just your listener support and things like that. And entering into a brand new year of 2022, I'm so excited about where things will go with us from here. Also, obviously where God is going to be leading us. So again, just want to thank you, want to appreciate you for everything that you're doing. Now, the last thing I want to mention is some of you have also reached out to find out how can you all support this podcast. Yes. Um, I've never really, never really thought about getting the support that I needed. I enjoy doing this as a hobby. I enjoy just recording and also spreading the gospel. And that's the main thing. So for some of you that desire that desire that, and maybe God has put it on your heart to sow into this to this podcast, I really greatly appreciate it. I haven't thought of any amount, and really, there's really no specific amount that I that I've come up with. So again, that's all only left up to you, the listener. If you decide that you would like to sow into this podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Whatever God puts on your heart to do, I am so happy to do that. Where this will go is that just to continue the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ and and just help to expand this effort, this ministry. Um, I guess you want to call it a ministry now. So um, I'm just excited about that and um, where you can go. So at the end of the broadcast or the podcast, as you're listening to, always look into the description. Look in the description. There's a link there to my to my cash app and you can actually go ahead and donate whatever amount. Again, whatever God has put on your heart to do. I greatly appreciate it. 
look into the description click on the link it will go directly to the cash app and your your donation will go toward advancing the gospel and gospel for the kingdom of christ the kingdom of jesus christ amen so again thank you so very much for just you listening for you just being a part of this listening um this listening audience and the journey that continues on with larry's bible cast now get back to listening to some more of this awesome episode So welcome back. Welcome back. So we're going to go ahead and we got the last segment of this uh, of this episode today. And um, in this one here, uh, we're going to read the scripture from a passage from Luke chapter six, verse thirty five and thirty six. And it simply says this. It says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will be truly acting as children of the most high for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Isn't that something? So (laughs) first off, it says here, love your enemies. That's crazy, huh? I know when you first read it, you're like, man, you know, how in the world can I love my enemy? Somebody that's out to get me, somebody that's out to that, that mistreats me, mishandles me, disrespects me, puts me down, makes me feel bad, basically. You know, that doesn't even like me. He's my enemy, not my friend. Well, you know, at first, at first glance or when I first looked at this, I felt the same way. I just felt like this is impossible. This is not easy to accept. And, I, and, and in a lot of ways, I was just, I think I was missing the point. I had a friend of mine that, that talked with me about this verse. And um, he correctly told me that a lot of times when we do for others and we treat others the way they, the, the way they treat us in the same way, there is no reward. In other words, tit for tat doesn't always work. It doesn't always accomplish anything. Matter of fact, and sometimes tit for tat or you doing to others as they do to you, sometimes it's just it's on it's non-productive. It's counterproductive. It doesn't it doesn't work. So God is saying instead of you doing them the way they did you, love them. Matter of fact, even some verses will tell you to pray for them. As a matter of fact, that is what it says in the beginning of our of our of our devotion today. It tells you to, to pray for them. Listen, I think that the way God sees it, and there's so many wicked people in the world today. You can see it on the news, you can see it down the street from your from from you in your communities and everywhere. We see all kind of matter of evil. But what good is it to be just like everybody else? 
Should we be like all everybody else that we see out there just because everybody is acting the same way? No, we need to be different. Some people strive to be different, but they strive to be different in a different worldly kind of way. God wants us to be different in his way. In other words, when a person, like he says, when a person strikes you, give, turn your other cheek. If they want your, if they want something from you, then you give them that and more. So what you're doing is you're showing them, you're 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 showing them how to behave, how a Christ-like person is supposed to be, a real Christian, not someone that says they're a Christian or goes to church or. Maybe they read the Bible and know the Bible backwards and forwards and know every verse in the Bible, but don't act like it. Maybe they they know a lot about church stuff and they can tell you all kind of verses, but they're just a mean-spirited person. Hopefully nobody out there is like that. But what God is really saying is this is really a test of your character, but he's also showing you that, that it's more... It's more powerful and more impactful to impact them in the way that Christ would. He says, do good to them. If they're being mean to you and being bad to you, be good to them. He says, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. And then he says, but then he says, your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. And there it is. God being our heavenly father, the most high God. See, a lot of people think that they understand and know God. But when you think about the world we live in, I mean, his compassion, his his patience is like none other. And when I tell you that we question and we scratch our head and we even have debates and everything And we're perplexed at times of how in the world can a God, a good God, allow such evil that happens in the world. But you know what? God is so so much more merciful than we give him credit and that we understand him to be. And what I tell you, (laughs) God is way more merciful. I mean, first of all, we know that he's merciful because he's forgiven us. But imagine what his son Jesus Christ went through. Matter of fact, let's go even further back. Remember, God gave up his only begotten son. He gave a part of himself. He gave up himself for the entire world. That's love. Not just a part of himself. He gave up himself for the entire world. Even though they were evil. Even though they were they were vindictive and 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 all the things that you can you can set your description of thinking about. God says, I love the world so much that I'm willing to die for them. I'm willing to take the abuse. I'm willing to take the scourging. I'm willing to take the, the humiliation. I'm willing to step down from glory in order to love them and to do everything that I possibly can to redeem them. And he's talking about me and you, but he's also talking about all of humanity. Every single last person, whether it's those in the past or those now, whether you, whether there are leaders or whether they're the people down the street from you, it doesn't matter. 
all are the same and all are precious in his sight. And we have no clue how merciful, how merciful, truly merciful God is. Even in the midst of a person that can murder other people. That person, the, the most heinous crime that you can think of, God says, I'm going to show them mercy. Remember the story about when Jesus went to the cross and before he went to the cross? Remember the story of how they, the Caesar had the, the criminal named Miss Barabbas and they traded this criminal for Jesus who had done nothing. He was the son of man. He was the son of God. He was God's son that had done nothing wrong but to preach about the kingdom of God. But you know what? They traded him to be crucified on the cross and they set free a man who was a, a, a known criminal, Barabbas, and they set him free. In trade, in the trade of, do you want Barabbas to be set free or Jesus Christ? And the, and the crowd wanted Barabbas to be free. And they asked, what did you want us to do with Jesus Christ? And they said, crucify him. Isn't that crazy? But again, Jesus with all the power that he had, with God, the Father, back in the, backing him up, they never stopped that process. Yes, Jesus was crucified that day. He was crucified on the cross. He, was, he bled for our sins. And he was hung on the cross for us, for everything we've done wrong. For everything you've done wrong. And guess what? Now we come to this verse. Where Jesus before he was even crucified. Says love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them. Without expecting to be repaid. But then he says. Then your reward in heaven will be very great. And you will be. You will truly be acting as children of the most high. For and then what does it say after this? For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. My God. Listen, saints, those of you that are listening. This verse has finally made, been made clear to me myself. I've, I now understand that God wants us to see it from his angle, see it from his viewpoint, his heavenly perspective. And I think that that's what we have to do when we encounter the problems that we, we encounter on earth, in our situations, in our lives. We got to see things the way God sees them from God's eyes. Amen. At the end on verse 36, he says, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Don't say, well, I can't do that. Of course you can't. But ask God to make you compassionate. Ask him. If you're, if you're focused on yourself and you focus on how you feel, guess what? You'll never understand from God's point of view because Jesus himself, he had every right to do unto others as they had done to him. He had every right to say, you know what? I'm not dying for these people. These are wicked people. He had every right. But I praise God that he didn't give, he didn't cling to that right. Listen, let's, before we close, let's go to one of the, one of the scriptures that I, that I'm familiar with. Philippians chapter two. This is going to be from verse six through 10. 
6 through 11, excuse me. And it says this, it says, though he was, he was God, talking about Jesus Christ, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, verse 7 says, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position as a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, we were talking about Jesus. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. And that that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen, guys, this to me is is very eye-opening. We're talking the example that Jesus has set before us. He had every right to cling to his rights as the heavenly son of God. But when he came to our earth, he emptied himself of those rights, those heavenly rights, those kingdom rights, and he became a slave. Not so much in the slave and what we think of today as being in shackles, no. But he would, he became a slave to the to the to the to the limitations of the flesh. He also became a slave to one another to where he would serve. He would do what he did. Listen to all the times that he was submissive to his mother when he was a child. When he encountered John the Baptist, he told John the Baptist to baptize him. He didn't need to be baptized, but he said, I want to. He submitted himself to, to the spirit of God that led him in the, in, the, in the wilderness, in the desert, where he fasted 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. And he just continued that all the way throughout. And when he was around his disciples, he knelt and washed their feet. The son of God. Jesus, God's son, and he knelt and rubbed and washed their feet. Amen. And at last of all, not only was he at the Lord's Supper as he sat with those disciples before he passed, he began to tell them what was going to happen, that he will be given up by the Roman soldiers and be hung on a cross. Even though they didn't want to hear that. But he says, I must. Because this is the last and final act of what I'm going to do for all of of mankind. Listen, guys. This is so powerful. And I pray that if you don't understand it now, give yourself time to meditate on these scriptures. Meditate on God's word. Meditate on what God has been saying in this devotional today. Remember this. He says here, Matthew 5 and 44, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for them. Last thing I'll say is this. If someone is mistreating you, and I mean really mistreating you, and you're really being put to the test, my thing is pray to God, cry out to him, 
and then pray for that person that's persecuting you. Pray for that individual. Pray that that God will bless them and God will forgive them for what they do. Because guess what? God sees everything. He sees every word that they come out of their mouth. He sees the treatment that they're treating you. And you and what you're going through is not in vain. It's simply not in vain. So listen, I hope this was a blessing to you. I hope you got something out of it just like I did. And this is just especially uh, awesome and wonderful verse. Listen, before we before we leave today, I want to pray for you. First of all, let's let me let me invite you to to really consider if you're not a Christian to become a Christian, to become a son or daughter of God. This is the best thing that can ever that best decision that you can ever make. Yeah, we make all kind of decisions in our lives, decisions to buy a house, a job or a mate. But the best decision that you can ever make is to give your heart and your soul to the Lord. Listen, we won't always be around here. And guess what? Eventually, we will have to face the Lord on our own. Listen to this. In Romans chapter 3, verses 10 and 12 and verse 23, it says here, it says, As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one seeking God. All have turned away. We all, all have become, become useless. No one is good. Not one sing, not single, not a single one. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. All of us. That means every single one of us, me included. Romans twenty three says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through who Jesus Christ, our Lord." And in Romans five and eight says. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That means before you was ever born, before you was even a speck in your mother's eye, you God had already had died for you. He sent his son to die on the cross for you and for me and for all of us. Remember, it's a free gift. And then it says here, if you openly, openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Because the Bible says in Romans ten thirteen, it says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Listen, why don't, you, why don't we pray that prayer right now? Father God, I thank you, first of all, for my listeners, those that are listening to me throughout wherever they're, they're listening to me from. First of all, I, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to be able to speak to them. Lord, I pray right now that if those that are not saved, that they be saved. Lord, your word has been spoken and they now have heard your word about how much you love them and care for them. For those that have not accepted Christ right now, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father God, first of all, forgive me of my sins. I am so sorry that I lived a life of sin and, and very displeasing. But Lord, I ask right now to forgive me and accept me into, and, and I accept you into my heart. I receive Jesus Christ 
for the salvation of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me and that your sacrifice is enough to save me. Now from this time on, help me develop me into a man, to the man or woman that I should be. I commit my life to following you for the rest of my life. Show me the direction that I should take and guide me and mentor me throughout the rest of my life to be a better man or woman. Help me to read your word and pray to you every single day. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you so much for saving me. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me. I believe in your death. I believe in your resurrection. And now I accept you as Lord in my life. Help me to confess that and, and believe that within all my heart. And declare that openly that Jesus is Lord in my life. I will follow you for the rest of my days. I love you. And thank you again for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, you meant it from your heart, you sincere. Guess what? By faith, not by feelings, not by mental, some kind of mental thing, you are saved. And remember, the Bible declares that in his word, that we're saved by faith in the work of what Jesus Christ has done. I praise God. That you accepted that. And I praise God that you made that decision. Now my advice to you is to pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible every day. And find a good Bible believing church or ministry that you can become, become a part of. Someone that can train you or teach you the word of God. It's important to find a good Bible believing church. Or just find yourself a good teacher that can begin to teach you the Bible. Amen. Again, I thank you. Thank you for listening. I'll always be here. And I praise God for you and whoever is listening. Share this this podcast with those that may listen. And also, let's pray for people in the world today, people that are out there in, the, in other countries. Like right now, the, the, the country of Ukraine is really being devastated right now by Russia. A terrible, horrible war. We don't know the full, I guess, the full thing about what's going on and what will happen. But we need to be praying for these people. And I mean, really, we really need to be praying for them. We also need to be praying for those that are in charge of Russia. We also need to pray that the Lord intervene and begin to minister and, 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 and touch the heart of this man that is attacking this country. So whatever, whatever you feel led to do, pray about it. Pray for those people. Pray for anyone that's, that's living out there under, out of the ark of safety, those that are in the hospital, those that are homeless. That's what we're supposed to do, right? And again, thank you. I praise God that you're here listening, but I'm also even more thankful if you made that decision to follow Christ in your life. Hey, I'll be talking to you soon. God bless you. God bless you and your family.